I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Can you say the letter C? We're live. All right, welcome back, CC Hunt Files. Got one cranked out for you here with my good buddy Garrett Goodwin. But first, but first, let's talk about Grizzly Coolers. Let's talk about, uh, let's see, that Drifter 20, the Grip Cup, the Grizzly 15, the Hard Coolers, Soft. Man, oh man, we're stoked to have them as a partner been using them on all my turkey hunts, Colorado, Kansas, Nebraska, here in Ohio, just everyday use. It's planting season, so been using that drifter a lot. Um, man, just can't say enough about those guys. Code WCB, save you some cash. Black Ovis, WCB10, save you some cash there. It's arrow building season. Check out their arrow builder ID. Also, they've got in the works some new stuff coming out. I can't really say a whole lot more, but um, let's just say for everyday wear, base layers, and potentially, I believe, there's a couple new pant pieces that might be in the works, so stay tuned for that. WCB10, Black Ovis, um, man, you see me rocking that a lot. You see a lot of the guys rocking it. There's a reason for it. If you're not, uh, if you're not doing yourself a favor... And running some of their stuff, you're really missing out. Best bang for your buck, whether you want merino, uh, synthetic, um, man, you know, besides all the other kick-ass brands they've got, their actual Black Ovis brands are freaking awesome. Also, uh, Crispy Boots, check them out. They got some new, uh, some brand new boots come out right now. I think they got two or three new pairs. I got some new ones on the way right now. Um, always shout out to the boys over there at Camo Fire and Hunter's Box Club as well that support the podcast. And with that being said, oh, excuse me, allergies are killing me between turkey hunting and farming and gosh dang. With that being said, I've got on the electrifying, the death defying, race car driving, mastermind himself of the WCB world. One of our favorites, longtime supporter, fan favorite of most of the ladies out there listening, Garrett Race Car Driving Goodwin. What's up, my man? How we doing, brother? Hey, we're doing good, dude. Doing good. It's uh, it's my pleasure to uh, 
hear your sweet, sexy voice here on the uh, the CC Hunt Files and uh, be able to get, number one, get caught up with you. Number two, get you on the podcast. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to uh, hearing about what you've been up to and what's going on in Garrett's world. Um, I know that's a crazy place at times, like it is everywhere else. So, yeah, man, I'm stoked to uh, stoked to hear all about it, buddy. What's uh, what's been going on? Give us a give us a give us a rundown. Well, first, give us for those who don't know Garrett, give us a little breakdown of um, who's Garrett, what's Garrett do. Give us uh, give everybody a little rundown on kind of how you got intertwined in with WCB and the whole gang and, and all of us and whatnot and. Uh, Man, we're just gonna fire her off and see where she goes, buddy. You know, you know how I like to roll. Oh yeah, man, sit in the pants, man. Let's go. Let's do um, it. No, uh, I'm Garrett. I uh, I'm from Three Oaks, Michigan. Uh, I've been pretty much hunting my entire life, but it's always been uh, racing first, and then hunting, and then now it's uh, past. I don't know. Two, three years kind of took a whole 180 and racing kind of backed off just because of sponsorships and funds and stuff like that and you know doing it for well hell this year is my 21st year in racing so it's like it's kind of uh it's more relaxing and peaceful to my end for the hunting side of things and it's just, how many years did you say you've been doing it 21 years Holy shit! I did not know that long. So you've been do- so. Wh- when did you start? Like little little kid. Oh yeah, I started racing when I was seven years old. No shit. Easton will be six on Cinco de Mayo. So one more. Holy hell! I wow. I used to, so basically, uh, Easton's coach- age. Oh yeah, I used to coach kids as early as four years old in uh, go karts. No shit. When I worked at a racetrack, so it's like you know we always you know kids started earlier than right, me. right. Oh, that's that's yeah. I had no idea. Damn, twenty one. So yeah. So you've been you've been in the game, man. That's about as long as I've been. You know, I mean, I've been in the bow hunting gig for you know going on twenty one, twenty two. I don't know, twenty two, twenty three. Yeah. So about as long as I've been in the in kind of the bow hunting world. Oh, you've been uh, you've been racing. Yeah, and I mean that's you know just like you know hunting's always been a part of my family. You know, my mom right. died. And, Right, uh, you know my grandpa and stuff like that. And, That's awesome. Uh, but because of racing, it was hard for me to get away from that side of things because of time and uh, right. effort. The right. racing, I was trying to go that route with a career, and yeah, you know, things were looking good. But now, how hard uh, is it? I mean, I mean. So like people will say, oh, I want to hunt for a living, which that's not really like there. There is no. no such thing as hunting for a living. But like to make it in the outdoor industry, um, it's tough. I mean, it's it's really tough. I mean, it's you know, it, very few can say, hey, that's all I do is work in the hunting industry, and and it's for a reason. It's hard. So is racing? Is that? Would you say that would be a similar? You know, like to, to make it in the racing world, it's not just, hey, I race cars for a living. I mean, that's not – I'm assuming it's it's the same deal. It's not just I hunt it's, for a living. It's not just, hey, I race a car for a living. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's – you know, there's so much behind the scenes, you know. Right, As right. you would know for the outdoors things, for the outdoor industry, I mean, you're – you know, especially with a marketing point, you know, you're right. working with your partner and stuff. There's right. stuff behind the scenes, a lot of, you know, just – 
meetings and talking and making connections right traveling it's like you know putting feelers out just trying to build a relationship with potential marketing partners and just you know has that been the has that been the hardest part you think garrett i mean as far as see like I'm, i'm always interested to hear like you know, somebody else's craft that they've been doing for years and years. Like my gig's always been sports, you know, football, hunting. Like that's just what, you know, I've always done. But like I love to hear other stuff that people have done for years and years and kind of how they've shaped it or molded it. Like what's been the – like what's the hardest part about, you know, if someone said, hey, what's the hardest part about doing what you do in the hunting world? I mean for me, you know, it's, it's, you know, balancing life with – other forms of work slash kids slash, you know, life in general, <clears throat> plus the traveling, you know, I mean, I love it, but I hate it. It's, 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 you got to blend that shit all in. Like in your realm, what's been the hardest thing or what is the hardest thing to, to try to like, you know, Hey, I want to basically, you know, be in the race car industry full time. Like what's, what, what, what has held you back or been like the hardest thing to, to kind of overcome? in that realm hands down money i mean yeah i would imagine uh, it probably takes a shitload of cash to do to to do i mean don't get me wrong hunting and being in the outdoor i mean all of our gear and equipment are you know oh yeah oh yeah yeah there's Uh, nothing nothing really cheap there's nothing really cheap about the hunting world especially when you're so passionate about it because i mean you're not gonna go in half-assed or whatever right right and you know I mean, when I first started racing at seven years old, I literally traded in my four-wheeler and emptied my savings account of like $700 when I was seven years old just to get my first race cart. So, I mean, <clears throat> would you say you almost have to have a backer? Like you, like you've either got to be, you've either got to be a millionaire, or mom and dad's a millionaire, or the family has a lot of money, or you've got a backer. Like, like the average person. So, like the average guy. Let's just say I was born with this incredible knack to fucking race a car. Like that's just what. Like, but I, I'm still part of a dairy farm family. Like, you know, but by no means are we like, oh yeah, here you go, Clint. Here's three hundred thousand. Go start up a fucking race car business. Like, so. A, just a normal guy off the street, you almost have to find someone that wants to basically take a chance on you then, correct? As far as like, hey, we'll back you. <clears throat> let's, you know, you've got the talent. You've got the, let, let's, let's see, you know, you've almost got to prove yourself to someone to then be like, hey, Garrett, I'll, I'll back you for some cat. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it's, it's not something you can just go out and pretty much do on your own realistically if you want to take it like to the big leagues. For sure. I mean, I, you know, growing up racing, you know, especially high school mm-hmm. and, you know, early college years and stuff like that, you know, I, you know, I had, I had the direction and the resources mm-hmm. for clients to go the, the NASCAR route. Uh-huh. Um, but because I did not, have any funding backing i uh i couldn't afford it you know there yeah. was you know, if you wanted to and then with you know that caliber of racing that stage i mean you're pretty much buying into a team you know yeah. oh yeah <clears throat> you know rent well and drive i mean if you have the money that's the hardest part i mean i got friends that are 
you know, they're struggling, they're stressing to, you know, make ends yeah. meet just to go out and oh, yeah. yep. start in a race. And it's like, dude, like, as much as I love racing, like, I, it, you do it for so long, you just... That's stressful, man. Get, that's that's just, that's tough. I mean, I I know just chasing, like, you know, the, the wanting to be a bow hunting rider and, and, and make it in the outdoor space, I mean... You know, there's been a couple points in my journey where I've been, I mean, pretty much damn near at zero, you know, almost to the point where it's like, all right, dude, you're just, you're going to have to just go back to just, you know, you're going to hunt and you're going to deer hunt. And as much as it sucks, like you're just not going to be able to go on these trips. And, and, you know, back when I was footing all the money for, gear all the money for plane tickets all the money for tags all the i mean there were a lot of times where i'm like well i scraped up enough money to go on this hunt but what the fuck am i going to do when i get home like i'm i'm going to be like i'm fucking broke yep but (laughs) yeah but i had to stay relevant and you know what I mean? Like I wanted to go on these adventures and I wanted to, to kill, you know, to, to, to have the experience and hopefully kill stuff and hopefully have photos and have articles and, and have all this shit to like promote myself. And it's something I love to do. So like, it was, you know, it was like a burning passion to chase this dream. Cause I loved it. And it was like, yeah, a ton of intrinsic motivators, not extrinsic shit that was keeping me alive and keeping me running. But like the money factor in the back of my mind was always like, Oh fuck man. Like, you know, it got to the point where I'm like, okay, if you if you can't start making some solid money writing and some solid money, you know, working with some companies, like I knew I, I was, it was sink or swim. I mean, up until about five, six years ago, like, you know, I, I kind of had it in my head between 28 and 30 if I hadn't made it. I, you know, with, at that point I had Easton and I'm just like, you know what? things have changed now with, you know, having Easton and and now I've got Keaton. I'm just like, okay, like this is either going to take off for me or unfortunately it's going to end. And I, you know, I gave it my all and spent my entire twenties, you know, basically 10 years from 20 to 30 chasing it. And that's kind of the time frame I gave myself, you know, but like a lot of people don't realize, I mean, you know, to go chase something you love to do, you got to have the fucking money to do it. I mean, and you either find a way to get it and find a way to do it. Or sometimes the hard reality is it just ain't working, you know? Um, yeah. Where you're you're burning yourself out. Right. Well, it takes the fun away. You're, you're, you're so stressed about money and not actually like enjoying what's going on. And that makes it more of a job than it is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and, and that that's what it was getting to the point for me for racing yeah. to where, you know, I was running 40 to 60 races a year Damn. growing up and, you know, oh, traveling, traveling the country and stuff like that, racing as far as Colorado, Wyoming, and Nebraska. And, um, that's awesome, man. And then well, we hit a point of where it's like, okay, well, you know, to really make a name for yourself, you got to move up in right. classes, right. cars the point where we we just reached our budget right we just well i mean though that's that like it's cool though that it got to a point where you're like you know what i'm still gonna do this but i'm gonna keep it fun and honestly 
I'd rather keep it fun than than keep trying to like chase quote unquote the NASCAR dream because it's at the point where it's not fun and it's almost like a job or almost like you're you're so fucking stressed um, that it's not fun anymore. So I mean like hats off to you for knowing where that line is because a lot of people are afraid to admit where that line is. Like I knew I was coming very close to that line and luckily I got a couple big breaks and you know it kind of like saved the day. But like I I knew where the line was. You know, I yeah. mean, and and, it, and it's like at some point, you just got to accept. Okay, here's the line, and I've reached the line, and I mean, hey, I gave it, I gave it hell, and now I'm just going to do it for fun. And so, like, I'm ha- I'm I'm happy to hear that, like, you're, you know, you're like, yeah, I've kind of backed off a little bit on on what was originally the dream, but it, it sounds though like you're at peace with that. Like, hey, you know what? I'm still having fun. I'm still doing it. It's just not maybe at the same level or with the same intent that it used to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, fuck man. Like it's all about having fun and living life. And I mean, if that's where you're at and you're excited still about racing and, and the stress isn't as bad, cause that's a killer when you're trying to do something you love to do like racing a car, but you're so worried about stress and money. And it's like, it, like you said, like that just, that just chokes the fun out. And then it's like a job. It's not a love or a passion anymore. It's a job. Yeah, and, and and you know when you do for so, do something for so long that you want to make a career out of it because you love it so much, and then you you know you pull you pull so much teeth and right. putting so much effort into where you're, <clears throat> you're, you're just spinning your wheels and not yep. getting any anything. You're taking you know you're you're going backwards, and it's like you know what you get to a point where it's like you know what I just let's take a step back, let's figure out what. Let's let's get a reality check here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean sometimes you know, I mean I've been I've been hit in the face many times with the brutal reality check, um, chasing the hunting dream and whatnot. And I mean sometimes it's just what you need and, and it really clarifies like it, it clears up muddy water, you know, and sometimes it's hard reality, but so you have transitioned. What's what's been really cool <clears throat> about meeting you and being able to kind of follow you and, and, and whatnot the last couple of years of knowing you is, you know, you kind of broke into the hunting world, um, full head of steam in the bow hunting game, and you come into it with the, hey, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm going to be an open book and I'm going to learn and I'm going to have fun and I'm going to enjoy it. And it's really been refreshing to see that. Like, you know, you're a guy that's out there giving it your all. You're you're always you're fucking always hunting something. You're you're always grinding, you know, you're always asking questions. You're always wanting to know, you know, hey, what about this or how do I do that or hey, what's your what's your opinion Clint on this or hey Kurt, what do you think about these, you know, that this GoPro or, you know, and then the other thing is, is you're always supporting everybody. You're one of the first guys to share stuff, you know, like as far as the, the on the, the guys on the team, I think everybody would agree. Like, you know, you are probably the first guy to share anything to congratulate somebody. Like it's, it's really fucking a breath, a breath of fresh air to see a guy that's kind of young in the game. That's so hungry to learn, wants to learn, and then wants to see everybody else succeed. Um, and you've had some struggles. I mean, the whole buck being stolen, you know, you've had some shit happen to you. And I want you to talk about it that most guys probably would have walked away from bow hunting and been like, man, fuck this. Like, 
yeah, I'm good on this, man. Like, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll take the gun out here and there, but like, I'm good. Like, you know, talk about kind of the learning curve as far as like the grind with, you know, just kind of becoming the bow hunter that you are now and, and, and just continuing to kind of climb that ladder and learn and, and pick up, you know, new stuff. Like, I think it's really cool, um, that you bring that aspect to the table as far as like through the team, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're, you're very eager to learn, listen, ask questions, you know, and, and I think that's huge. I mean, if you want to get good at anything or get better, be, be better than you were the day before, et cetera, you know, like you've got the right mindset and mental space to continue to improve all the time. And that's what it takes, you know, to never stop learning and, and continue to get better at this game. But you know, fuck, now you're working at an archery shop. Like, just, you know, kind of talk about that, man, because it is. There's a lot of guys that would have gotten so frustrated because you've had some lumps. I mean, you've you've had some mishaps. You've had some shit go wrong. You've had some, in plain words, fucked up deals that I think it would have steered a lot of guys away and they would have quit. But I honestly see you grinding harder and harder every single year, which is great. I mean, you know me. Like, I love, I love to see somebody fucking out there hustling, whether it's – football you know uh their career hunting what you know fucking race car driving whatever it is like i love to see it and you know and you're always out there hustling when it comes to this stuff um where's where's that coming from like what's what's driving you man like i mean i know you love bow hunting but you know you you definitely have hit another gear um with kind of the drive and passion for it i mean i i think it just uh it all comes from like you know my racing background really mm-hmm. because you know, starting up but you know i didn't know anything you know i grew up you know my 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 dad my mom you know they worked their tails off you know they to you know give me you know a childhood or a life you know that i could you know that they could be proud to like give me and you know we struggled you know never having you know the money i didn't have any handouts you know we we worked hard for everything that we've ever had yep and, um, so when I was going through the racing world, you know, I always tried to put myself around successful people so I yep. could just watch and observe and learn and see how, you know, they act and how they, you know, uh, just present themselves and how, you know, they do the duties that they do and, um, I always had a mentor, you know, either I drove mm-hmm. for somebody, even with my car, I always drove my car. It was just, I drove under a team's name or, you know, I had, you know, a couple crew chiefs throughout the years. Um, just like, you know, basically when, you know, my last crew chief, uh, was my best friend that passed away in 2016. And that was, uh, that really was a kick in the nuts, so to say, just a life. I mean, when it just, it makes you think of, you know, when you've been kicked so hard down, you start to look around in a different set of, you know, goggles and set Mm -hmm. of eyes. What, what, what's the reality? Like what you you need to to actually have, and that you've been blessed with um and then just you know grab life by the ropes and just keep pulling up no matter how far you know how much of a struggle it is and uh so i just 
you know, being, uh, making that switch to more time in, you know, the hunting world to where like my first, my dad bought me my first bow when I was, you know, 18, 17. And, you know, I've always shot bows as a kid, Mm -hmm. um, never, you know, around anyone other than my cousin here and there to kind of help me. And, you know, he let me borrow, you know, an old bow, a Browning Yukon. Nice. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I took it to the woods, even though I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have any opportunities, but you know what? I was out there, you know, with a bow trying to hunt, you know, I was, you know, high school and stuff. And so when I finally got my first hunting bow, that was actually mine, you know, I, you know, put the time in. Obviously, I was still racing, so I couldn't right. put, give my all. And I really don't like doing anything half-ass. Like, yeah. either I'm going to do it all, yep. or oh, it's just, you, uh, to me, it's just a waste of time. My, right. you know, I mean, uh, and just like racing, you know, right now, like you know, I'm racing part-time here and there, you know, when funds are there. But yep. uh, I'm going all in. It's either 100% I'm showing up with the best of the best or if i don't have if something's not right i'm not going yeah you know it's yep you know oh, my, i respect that uh, man you know my tail between my legs or something like that you know it's just like hunting you know that's why i went full force and you know um i started shooting bows more you know i got my first few deer with a gun yep with my grandpa and then i actually shot my first buck with a shotgun um, in 2018, which I was actually, I was really happy, but I was also kind of bummed at bow hunt that year because I had uh, hernia surgery that year, so mm-hmm. I really I couldn't take my bow out or pull right. my bow back. Yeah, that's a. I know Kurt always says he's got like 60 hernias, but yeah, that's no uh, fuck, man. That's a, that's a bad deal. Like you don't realize how many muscles you actually use when you draw a bow back. Um, you go get a hernia that. Uh, yeah, that, that puts that kind of puts a fucking dampener on things for sure. Especially when you know when you prefer bow hunting over gun, right, like right gun. I grew up doing both and stuff, yep. but I just took uh, a liking and a real like interest in you know the yeah. art, uh, you know the way that you know the challenge of bow hunting. How you know you got to get really close and personal with you know what you're hunting and trying to get like in their back door, their bedroom and just trying to, you know, learn how they move, how they, you know, react and how can you basically go in and not know have the oh you were there. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean and, and and you're right, like it is. It's a it's an up it's an uphill battle. I mean, and you know, you've you've had some lumps. You know, you've lost some deer. You've I I know we've talked, you've missed some some animals and been frustrated and if I remember correctly, you've dealt, you've already dealt with target panic a little bit, and that's anyone that shoots a bow long enough, you're going to deal with that sooner or later. That's a fucking nightmare. But it's one of those deals where it's like being an alcoholic or having a drug problem. You got to look yourself in the mirror and, hey, here's the problem. I got to go correct it and fix it. You know, you you had that, you shot that buck, a good buck, um, had it taken from you. You know, I mean, you've you've had shit happen, um, where. It's impressive that you've bounced back um, with a positive attitude and that that has really stuck in my mind like damn this guy fucking loves to bow hunt because a lot of people 
would have taken some of those falls and never got back up. Um, that would have just been the end. Um, I've seen it happen. I've seen my own. I've, I've seen some of my own buddies, unfortunately, go down that road. And um, I have too. Yep. You know, I've had friends that you know that used to be so passionate about something, or even yeah. go hunt. Yep. Something. You know, they just they they'd go years and years without anything. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to take out the gun. You know, this is this is too. You know. Yep. This is too frustrating, or I just you know, it's this is easy. What's been the what's been the hardest? So really diving into like the archery side of of hunting. What's been the hardest thing for Garrett? Like in your mind, what's been the biggest mountain to climb when it comes to like bow hunting as a whole? Like what would you pinpoint? Like man, this has just been the this has fucking been the hardest part. The two the two hardest parts. It's it's really up in the it's really back and forth. Is uh, one not having you know, really any property to do, um, mm-hmm. to actually go and bow hunt, you know, yep. then two is actually use. And when you get that property is to actually figure it out yep. and have the opportunity and get the opportunity to even get drawn back on, like on, on a deer or a turkey or something like that, you yep. know, cause you know, when I got my bow in 2013, you know, I only drew back one time that year and I missed because I misjudged yardage. It was before I even had a range finder. I used the yep. wrong pin and, you know, but I was like, man, and I just shot under him, but I was like so pumped because, you know, I had an opportunity. It was my first opportunity to actually shoot. You know, it was a four point, but I was like, man, I'm like, this thing got me going. I was bow Hey, hunting. fuck yeah, man. It, it don't matter. Four point, 40 point, dude. If it gets you fucking racing, if it gets the heart pumping, man, it's go time. You know, I love, yeah, I, I, I love to hear it, man. That's, it, it is you know, too. And it's, it's a whole different ball game when you're drawing back a bow versus you're, you're picking up your gun. It's just, it's just different. You know, it's, it's a different, it's a different adrenaline dump. So, I mean, that's. You know, I, I get it, dude. That's that's fucking awesome. I mean, you know, I don't I, care whether it's like I said, four point or forty point doesn't matter. You know, when you decide to flip the switch to go into kill mode, it's it's freaking. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like drawing back, knowing okay, yep, uh, you're dying. Like that's it's go time. Oh yeah, it's like you know what? It's like if I'm pulling these limbs back, you know, it's it's game time. So it's no, you know, oh yeah. well, not. Maybe not this one. Like if I'm bending the limbs back, or if I'm pulling back, like I'm, it's you know now or never. Yep. And oh, you know, and when when that shot happened and I missed, I was bummed. But man, I I ran up back to the house. You know, I was hunting a 26 acre property that my grandpa and grandma have up north. You know, I went back and was like so excited to tell my grandpa the story. Yep. And, you know, just the look on his face, you know, that he got to like, he wasn't there like out in right, the field. Right. It was to the point where he was, it was hard for him to get out and hunt. Yeah. Um, because he was getting up in that health issues and that age to mm. where it was just for him to walk right. out that far and stuff. But right. to share that moment with him. And then when I finally got my first deer with a, even, even with a gun of two years after that, you know, he, I was able to share that moment with him. And, you know, to me, it just, hunting brought me and my like my family and my friends closer because you you get to share moments with you know those people that you you know you're blessed and cherished to have in your life absolutely so what what's it in my opinion you know oh yeah better 
Yeah, no, absolutely. What what's um so now you're working at an archery range or, or archery shop now. So so take me take me down that take me down that rabbit hole because I've spent a lot of time in and around archery shops. I've worked part time in a couple, you know what I mean? Like I've I've kinda learned my way around an archery shop um at a younger age. Um pretty proficient in an archery shop, but it was a huge learning curve even for a guy like me that's been around bows for pretty much his whole life. Um, what's that like? You come into that world. Talk to me about that because, I mean, there is a fucking lot going on in an archery shop, especially if you're someone that's kind of new to the sport or new to the game of archery. I mean, there is a lot to fucking learn. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt. And I mean, I mean, my job at the archery shop is like a part-time bow tech is actually literally I'm only working there two days a week Yeah, um, because I'm working full-time at my other job, you know, in sales, um, selling truck parts and transmissions and differentials and all that stuff for semis. But um, I really wanted to learn how to work on my own equipment, yep. like on my own stuff, you yep. know, because um, I – you know, was a customer of this bow shop that I'm working at now for years. Um, oh, so this is the actual shop that you've kind of grew up with then as far as like, yeah, I, oh, that's I, badass, I, man. I didn't know that. That's cool. The last five, six years. Nice. Um, I've been a customer of theirs. And um, and when you grow a relationship with, a, with say, your bow tech that always oh, touches, yeah. like always has their hands on your bow yep. and mess them, and then, you know, their life you know they go to a different plug job different company yep you know move it's like man i it's hard for me to put my trust in someone that yep. i've never talked to you yep. know that i've been working with oh i get it some- i get it man i i got i've got one guy back home here that if i'm not wrenching on my bow um he's pretty much the only guy and he's been building me strings as soon as i get it, as soon as matthew sends me a new bow first thing i do is i go get custom strings from my buddy Steve, his name's Steve Crest. I get custom s- strings put on from him. And if I'm not doing my own bow work or I need something done or need an opinion, you know, he, he, he's my go-to. Like that's the only guy that's ever put wrenches on any of my bows, sights, anything. If it's not me, it's this guy. And so I 100 fucking percent get what you're saying. Like, you know. And I, yeah, and I just got tired of like, you know, you know, having someone that you could trust and it's like, crap, well now yep. what am I going to So then, uh, I started working with my buddy Aaron, who I'm, you know, doing this little side, uh, hustle with, of, you know, helping tune bows and stuff, but, you know, after hours and helping people out. And, uh, he's really taught me so much about this. So it's like, if I don't know what I'm doing or if I have a question, like I ask him, and if he doesn't know it, because it's new to him, like it, it would be something new to both of us. You know, we right. dive, dive, you know, deep into it, trying to figure it out. We try new things, you know, testing arrows, you know, different setups. Just because coming from the racing side of things, I always had to figure out what did what to the car to make oh, it yeah. yep. better. Yep. And that's what I brought that mindset to archery is like, okay, what do I do to make it shoot like this or shoot better yep. or why am I yep. you know why off what's you know I just well and there's this I, there's there's so many 
there's so many different ways to tune a bow, to tune arrows, to build arrows, to tweak a bow. You know, I mean, there's every setup, you know, every year I've got a new rig, um, and it's different, you know, uh, same company, same bow company, but every year it's a different bow and it's a different setup. And I've got a, you know, one year, you know, I tune this way the next year I tune this, you know, I, I just, every, every setup, I'm trying to find the happy medium between speed and forgiveness and, and what's the best combination for me and, and what's going to make me the most accurate, you know, and it's like, there's always something you can tweak and then it's like cause and effect. If I do this, the bow reacts or the arrows react this way. You know, so it's like you're you're trying to figure out either what doesn't work or what does work, however you want to look at it, to try to get to like a better place with your setup. But see, I love that. To me, that's fun. Like I like to fucking tinker around and I like to, dick, you know, dick around with different arrow weights, different stabilizers. I'm constantly adding weight. You know I mean? Fuck, it takes me a month to figure out what I want to do for stabilizer weight. 14 inches up front, 12 inches up front, 10 in the back, 8 in the back, 7 ounce weights, 9 weight. I mean, fucking, I, I lose sleep at night thinking about that shit because I'm like, oh man, I'm going to add two more ounces at the back tomorrow and see what that does. Like, I'm just always fucking around with that stuff, you know, trying to find like happy medium. Then once I get there, then I'm like, okay, this is it. Like, I'm, I'm happy. Like there's a certain point where I'm like, okay, I'm happy with this. Now I'm just going to keep it here and this is it, you know, but like to always have to rely on somebody else to do that for you, like that would suck because not everyone has your schedule. Not everyone has time when you've got time. So like it's, it's, I think it's badass, man, that you're like, you know what? Fuck that. I want to be able to do it myself and I want to be able to on my own time do this stuff like that really shows me that you're not only wanting to bow hunt, you're wanting to be like uh, a fucking scholar when it comes to the craft and the art of archery and bow hunting. Not just, hey, I'm a guy that shoots a bow, look at me, I bow hunt. Like you're trying to be a student of the game, which is fucking dope. You know, that's – that's I love to see that. Like I love when people talk to me about, hey, I want to learn how to read maps. Hey, I want to learn how to tune my arrows. Hey, I want to – uh, learn how to hunt elk, not, hey, can you tune my stuff for me? Hey, can you tell me where to go? Hey, you know I mean, like you're trying to figure out the process to do it all on your own and learn as you go. A to Z might take you a while to get there, but like you're going to learn and go through the ropes yourself. Like I, I think that's a lost art in today's world, not just the hunting world, but, but, but just life in general. No one wants to go from A to Z anymore. They want to hurry up and – fucking jump straight to Z. They don't want to go through the whole alphabet. It's just, hey, I want to go from A to Z right now. Like, fuck all the other letters. But you're doing it like the old-fashioned, old-school way. Like, hey, I'm going to start at ground zero and I'm going to figure it out till I get there and then at that point I'll be like, damn, you know, look at how far I've come. I've learned a lot. Here's what I know. You know, like, it might take you a fucking five years to, like, get it all kind of put together when it comes to, like, you know, the, the total aspect of, of tuning a bow, tuning arrows, tuning stabilizers, doing this, doing that. But like, if that's what it takes, it's what it takes. Like you're in it for the long game, not the short game. I, I, I think that's really cool, man. I, I love to, I love to hear you talk about that. I love to see that. That's, that's fucking, that's awesome, man. It sounds like you're really, you're really into learning about 
how bow, how a bow operates, like the ins and the outs, the intricacies of of archery. It, it just it, it seems like you've you've really fallen. I'm assuming you've fallen in love with that. Like you probably fell into timing a fucking race car and figuring out a motor. And I'm sure all that shit was like the same way that bow hunting and and shooting a bow is for you right now. That's probably what it was for you back when you were a kid with like a car. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, basically, you know, uh, until I was, you know, capable of turning my own wrenches and learning and stuff as a kid, my dad worked on my car, but it was him and I working on it together and stuff. And, it got to the point where it's like, my dad's like, all right, you know what? He says, this is when I moved up to a certain class. He says, this is going to be beyond my knowledge. And that's when I teamed up with my, you know, my mentor at the time. And I learned everything from him. And I did, you know, I worked at the shop all week long on the summertime. You know, I'd live in Indiana. I'd stay with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, 14, 15 years old, I'm working in a shop for free, but I'm learning. It wasn't really right. for free. Right. Well, I'm learning and obtaining all that knowledge right so it's well like, you're paying you're, yeah you're 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 paying your dues you're putting your time in you know you're 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 a student of the game at that point just like bow hunting or you know racing a car like when you seal the deal you win that race you stick an arrow you know in that deer you can feel even more proud because you know what you built that car you set it up you built that bow you built those arrows you know it's yep. you know it it, it really brings it home to you know yep. that victory of just like you know what you did it you know you you know yes you had help but it's like you know what you you put in the hard work you know yeah. you got the results and it's just fuck yeah man you put all that time and effort and it finally paid off and just makes it worth it in the end no 100 percent, dude that's what uh that's been my like big driving factor with like the western hunting and figuring out how to bow hunt out there like you know, it's just, it's fucking hard. Um, and it's, that's been fun for me though. You know, like, you know, I got my ass kicked three years in a row in Colorado and then finally killed my fourth year solo. And, you know, I mean, I spent a lot of hours driving home empty handed from that fucking state, but every year it added another level of hungriness to the you know, I was starving for success. I was fucking starving to figure out how to make it happen. What what do I got to work on? What, what am I pretty good at? What am I not good at? What's my weaknesses in this game? Where do I got to get better? Where do I need to focus more energy at? You know, like that was that that's that's always been like the driving factor for me like what's what's some of your like like what what's garrett's bow hunting goals like if i said all right what's a couple things that you want to accomplish this year and the next let's say near future like what what's that what's that look like for you like what's your what's your top two or three like this is what i want to do in the very near future in the bow hunting world like what would it be well basically you know my i i i finally got my goal last year um, was to actually, you know, kill a deer with a bow. Yep. You know, obviously that first one, that one hit home hard, pretty hard when that one got, you know, taken from me. Fuck, that man. Tent. Yeah, that was, God, I'm, I'll never forget reading that post. And, I mean, I'm a zero to 100 type of guy on, like, the anger scale, like, Oh fuck, man! That that sent me into orbit. Like I remember getting a hold of you that day, and oh man, that that was that was rough. Like fuck. I mean, to do everything right, 
know, right. how we right. gave it time. You know, it wasn't the greatest shot, but I knew it was gonna. It was lethal. Yep. And that's that's part of bow hunting. Sometimes you got to back out and wait. And I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's it's not going to be a perfect twelve ring every time. That's just how the ball bounces. And especially when you're a new bow hunter, even though I've had the years, but I've never actually had the opportunity. Right. But when you're still a bow hunter like right. me, you know, like you know, it take it's unfortunately it takes moments and experiences like that. To oh make yeah. You learn. And yep. uh, improve and say, okay, what did I do wrong? I can do right next time, or yep. how can I fix that? Yep. You know, and uh, you know, and then finally, you know, after what was that? That was on October first of opening day of this last year. So that was that would have been my very first bow deer, and it would have been my first buck with a bow, all in one. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, it didn't stop me. You know, I was like, you know what? Right. I didn't hear that bell ring. And, you know, I still had tags burned in my pocket. And, you know, there was, there was plenty of opportunities, you know, especially when gun season opens in Michigan to where it's right. like, you, know, you just put the bow down. And it's like, all right, I'm going to go take the gun out of shotgun or whatever. And it's like, you know what? No, all gun season, you know, I never, my gun has not been touched since I shot that buck in 2018. Um, because, you know, it's just, I've really taken, you know, the love of bow hunting and the challenge to where it's just like, you know, I, I need to do this. This is for yep. me. I need, for me, I need to prove a point to myself yep. that I can, this I started it, you know, I just want to keep doing it. And yep. then, you know, so October 18th, I went in on a set, I set up a stand, which little side note is. I've never done mobile hunting or hanging bangs or anything like that mm -hmm. until this year. Uh -huh. I wanted to, but I didn't know how to. Right, right. And, you know, working and being around you guys with the working class, the WCB boys, and, you know, listening to the podcast and just learning and absorbing all the knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I just, it got to the point where it's like, you know what, I'm just going to go out and do it. Yeah. If I mess up, I mess up. I'll learn from my mistakes. And that's all you can do, um, man. So I hung that set that evening. I, I never had any visuals or anything like on any bucks in the area, but I knew we have so many does around that, you know, Michigan, we have 10 doe tags because our doe population is so high. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm here get the experience put meat in the freezer fuck yeah and you know uh i didn't see anything that first set but i knew at some point you know in the next day or two that i was gonna see something so i went in the next night after work and uh, on the same set that i hung and i had three does come in and two circled to the right of me and one gave me the opportunity at 14 yards and I took it and she didn't go probably 60 yards and drop. Hell yeah. That's awesome, dude. That point right there, you know, it was the, the flame and the hunger to bow hunt just yep. grew even stronger. And it was like, you know what, I, this, this is my calling here for hunting with a bow. No, that's you know, awesome. Was, that's awesome, man. And then seeing you guys be successful and cheering you guys on and seeing all the results and the hard work that, you know, everyone on the team puts in and, you know, all the help that, 
you know, everyone gives each other. It's just, it makes it more worth it, more fun, you know, to be around you guys. And, you know, it's actually, you know, a team effort, even though we're hunting different states. Yep. Absolutely. You know, it's, to me, with being in the race and you've always been around teams. Yep. And it just, it's a better feeling when you can succeed with other people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt. No, man, like I said, we we appreciate the fuck out of you, man, on the team and just more importantly, just being a good buddy. You know, you're, you're like I said, you're one of the first or the very first to share stuff and, and congratulate someone. And, man, it just says a lot about your character and the guy you are. And, yeah, man, it's been fucking great to get to know you. And, and it's fun. Like I said, it's it's been fun to watch you grind, man, you know, and, and watch you climb the ladder. And, and you know, I mean – I remember when I started bow hunting and I, and you know, I mean, I just, I had that burning drive then like I do now, you know, like it's just only gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's like, I've seen that in you, um, you know, you got into it. Now you're working part-time at a bow shop and you're, you know, you're just, you're, you're, you're hunting multiple ways, multiple techniques, not just one deal. You know, you're always trying new stuff. You're filming, you're, you know, you're fucking bouncing all over the place. It's great to see, man. Like, it's just it's really been fun to kind of watch you grow into your own, your own kind of shape and form as a bow hunter and, and continuing to like figure it out and, and doing shit on your own and trying to, you know, just continue to race, but yet kind of grow, you know, kind of in the hunting world too. You know I mean? Like you do a lot of stuff, you know, in, in, in the industry and, and whatnot. Um, and it's, it's, it's cool, man. It's fun to see you at the shows, you know, and, and, you know, you do a lot with scent crusher and I know those guys love you and appreciate the fuck out of you just like we do. And, and it's just, yeah, man, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's been a, it's been great to, you know, get to be able to come good buddies with you. And like I said, kind of watch, you know, I'm watching you take your highs and lows and, and continue to fucking keep swinging for the fences, you know I mean? And I can relate to that. So can, Austin and Ross and Kurt and the rest of the gang, you know, and the whole team, you know, people see that and, and, and we've all been there, you know, you, you take the, you take the punches to the teeth, uh, you know, with the best of them. And that's just what you got to do, you know, whether it's behind a steering wheel or whether it's in a tree stand and yeah, man, you're doing it the right way, buddy. It's been, like I said, it's been fun to kind of watch you go through that transformation into, Hey, I'm going to jump into this. And then now it's like, man, it's fucking full throttle. You know, here I go. So I really, uh, yeah, I mean, I appreciate you coming on. It's been fun to fun to catch up and, and just kind of see what you got going on. I'm sure you probably, now you've been turkey hunting and whatnot. What, how, how much how much more season do you guys have left? Uh, for our unit in Michigan, uh, my season actually goes until May 31st. Oh, nice. Well, hell, you still got time, man. You'll get that yeah. tag punched. You got time. I, I did uh, bend the limbs on a turkey Saturday morning but uh he just needed to take a few more steps out from oh, the tree. close huh i was he just he saw the decoys he came probably 10 yards from the decoy but he was behind a tree and i was i, I was waiting and he just decided no she's not the one so she turned <laughs> nope I'm like, nope i'm like damn it so it's all right you know i i got birds all over you know i just got my very first lease this year fuck yeah man that's awesome um so i'm still learning the you yep. know i'm i joined the two buddies my buddy aaron who you know i'm working with the bow shop and yep. stuff and then the buddy and you know it's it's nice to have a property that i have access to that i can right. actually i'm and learn yep and you absolutely know, I, you know, 
first sheds last you know last month like yep. ever so that was you know that's awesome that man goal. that was a goal that i was able to accomplish so basically my goal for this year is just you know keep progressing get better you know actually get you know an actual some antler down with getting a good decent buck with my bow and just you know keep learning keep having fun and you know just you know don't give up and just keep keep digging fuck yeah you know uh you know the drill on this podcast man i'm gonna let you uh i'm gonna let you close it out and tell everybody what to fucking do but hey before we go appreciate you brother it's been fun i'm excited about that lease keep us all updated find garrett on instagram facebook um what's your what's your instagram handle is it just garrett just garrett goodwin right yep garrett underscore goodwin yeah uh, garrett one r um two t's um my mom had to be different and hell yeah <laughs> it just makes up from my lack of height so hunting racing all that stuff man you can keep up with garrett on his insta you, you do a good job of of keeping up with uh everything going on in your life and like i said man we appreciate the fuck out of you happy to have you on it's been fun catching up i'm excited to see how turkey season ends up keep us all updated you got that new lease we'll have to talk about that um off the grid sometime and i'd love to check that out man and see what you got going on there that's pretty exciting but you uh, i'm gonna let yeah. you uh I'm gonna let you close this series out. You know what the saying is at the very end, so you uh, you be the one to close her, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate you having me on here, and thanks, Kurt, and everybody, and for the support, and thanks everyone for listening. And uh, like everyone, like Clinton, and everyone says, don't settle. You got it, my man. Hey, appreciate you, buddy. I will talk to you soon. Keep me updated. Good luck to everybody out there. It's still got turkey tags in their pockets. Tis the season, probably a few weeks or maybe a month for some of you left. I know we got a few weeks here in Ohio, so try to get that tag punched myself and been working on getting east in a bird. So stay safe, and uh, hopefully uh, you guys still have um, a little bit of time left to go chase some birds around, and then it's full throttle into out west and whitetail season. So appreciate you guys. Catch you next week. Love you. Can you say the letter C? Files.